Hey, welcome to Another Worlds, an improvised world-building podcast where we take a set of random words and use them as a springboard to create fictional worlds. I'm Chris Parker. And I'm uh, P... P-Man Peebles. P-Man. What is new in your neck of the woods? Um, a shrimp update is that they're all dead. Oh, no. 100% of the shrimp are dead so shrimp watch is over yeah my watch has ended i think it's a good thing because um uh yeah i don't have any more shrimp to kill (laughs) wipe the slate clean in a in a great flood yeah i can try and figure out what's wrong now i don't know i I, i'm doing a lot of science i have a ph monitor and i'm getting uh, a graph of the pH over the day and I'm going to try and figure out, I don't know, I guess I'm just going to get graphs and then I'm going to post them online on forums and probably get yelled at by people. Why is your pH so bad? I don't know. Uh, I've been doing all sorts of science too, learning about audio editing. I've just been looking at, at waves all day <laughs> for this podcast. Yeah. So uh, if, if the podcast sounds like shit, I'm sorry, I'm trying. To the, to the listeners, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a new microphone, so it's a Yeti. Yeah, hopefully you sound good. <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing's really new with me. I was just doing some bullshit in the yard today, making making compost for worms. Nice. Uh, you're we we both have parents that were that are into gardening. Uh, were you a worm kid? Did you like play with worms a lot? Um, I remember enjoying turning over rocks and seeing the grubs and shit under there. Yeah. But then at some point, uh, I realized grubs were gross looking. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really like grubs anymore. Grubs are are definitely gross. They're like, they're way too thick. (laughs) They're thick worms. Yeah. (laughs) I was really into worms and getting them to crawl along my hand and pulling them out of the dirt whenever my dad was gardening. Yeah, I liked worms. That was that was the fun I had. Yeah. Uh I mean finding salamanders was the big find. Oh, we don't have good salamanders here. The most you would find is a is a snail. Uh, I've seen I've seen a few lizards, but not not salamanders, actual reptilian lizards. Tiny tiny boys. I don't know what kind they are. I got lizards now Ooh. in California. West Coast lizards. Never had lizards in the East Coast. Every now and then you'd get a snake. Yeah, we're not a big snake uh, community <laughs> here. <laughs> All right, well, that was a fun conversation about nothing. <laughs> so, uh, like I said in the intro, what we do in this podcast is we're going to use some random generators to throw some words at us and also a uh, a genre or type of world like high fantasy or sci-fi. And then we're going to bullshit a bunch and make up a, a whole new fictional world around it. And uh, who knows if we're going to do it good. Sometimes it's bad. It could easily be bad. Hopefully not. Oh, and also we have decided that since we're doing a new world every episode... Uh, once we have enough listeners, I guess, we're going to have a vote of which world people like the most, and then we're going to expand on that to make a whole big world, real big world. Vote or die.
Yeah, vote or die. Get ready. Um, okay, do you want to get started? Yep. What you got? All right, I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll the big reveal. Do we have a big reveal jingle yet? No, I, I guess I should work on that. We should work on that. All right, we got high fantasy with present day technology. So this is a, a level of technology equivalent to Earth, um, Earth standards. So this world, wherever we want to work, has like cars, they've got planes, they've got maybe, like they don't necessarily have to have internet or something, but they have to have like an equivalent, they have to have an equivalent level of technology. Right. It doesn't have to be exactly like our world. Because there's going to be dragons. Because <laughs> it's high fantasy. Yeah. So high fantasy means Lord of the Rings? Yeah, Lord of the Rings, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, all the good sword and sorcery type things that that you know and love <laughs> all right shooting lightning bolts out of your hands right right yeah i guess it could also be like uh like a fairy tale world like like little fairies and leprechauns and things i i don't know if that really counts but yeah fey. yeah magic full-on magic world is what we're working with fully magic with cars final fantasy 15 <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's uh let's get that those words from you yeah let's get some words i'm gonna hit the generate random words button i'm gonna read the words and that's how you the listener will know okay here it goes trees Mm -hmm. system polite (laughs) okay trees system polite so trees is good for fantasy because I feel like there's a lot of ways to go with magic trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and then system, who knows? We'll work that in at some point. Now, polite. What do you want to start there? Because that's the weird one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll just say what comes to my mind from high fantasy in our world with these three words. I'm thinking it's like there's an app. Is basically is like a re- a real app. Friend friends fighters, and it's yeah. So you like form a party on the app, yeah, and you meet up in real life. So so it's a social network for adventuring. Yeah, basically, awesome. Like it. Um, and then maybe yeah, and the magic is like in forests you gotta venture into the forest but you just otherwise is just like normal world but maybe um maybe there's laws in these places or like national maybe just national parks you're allowed to use magic (laughs) and there's like dragons running around and orcs and stuff yeah there's got to be some regulation because to have a, a world with our level of um of technology you have to have a pretty advanced strict society um you know, people wouldn't just be often destroying the world like as evil sorcerers. That's not very likely. Yeah. So I meet you in real life at a coffee shop and I take a picture of the QR code <laughs> on your government uh, sanctioned vest. And then later that night, bing bong, you get a you get a fight fight from me and it's like you can't say no you have to go on this adventure 
you have to go on three adventures a year. This is a weird non-consensual uh, adventure yeah. app. Yeah. It's about politeness. You can't refuse. It, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, man, what's your magic type? I'm a, I'm a bard. Oh, yeah. Because just like a real D&D game in our world, you want to make sure you have a balanced party. So you're a bard. You're walking around. Everyone's trying to get with you because you're real diverse. You got a lot of utility. Yeah. I got buffs. I can fly. Uh... Just because the bard class in Dungeons and Dragons is a- absolutely bad shit. I don't understand it at all. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's just everything. It's just stupid. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's just for whoever wants to play everything, you know, in the in the game, which is fine because from a gameplay perspective, that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm super popular, and you haven't even gone on one of your government required adventures this year because you're like a chaos mage or something and you're really emo so why are you inviting me what's the what's the motivation there uh probably coins (laughs) (laughs) yeah do you go to probably an increased number of coins yeah if these are government mandated three time a year missions the government is giving out some sort of reward i guess three at least yeah is it it's just a pyramid scheme (laughs) I was going to say, this is our system, obviously. The, the whole world is somehow revolving around this system that uh, some high-up power, either in an oligarchy or behind the scenes, or in a, in a, in a more democratic government, rather, uh, you know, someone is, is trying to use adventuring to, to you know, advance their agenda. Hmm. Political agenda. Is it a way to keep the keep the people in line, keep them happy? Um, how did the how did magic get released into the national parks? Maybe I mean maybe it was like I was gonna say that it could just be like um, Magic: The Gathering, where the land provides you with magic energy. So anywhere that was you know urbanized would be devoid, more devoid of uh, of magic. Okay, yeah. That's why the parks still have more magic. So, like, you can cast a little bit of magic, maybe. Like, it's pro- it might be illegal. Let's we'll get into that later. But you feasibly could cast small spells in the in the urbanized areas. But it's got way less magical energy around than in the parks. Yeah. So maybe the um, maybe the world evolved, and people are feeling like uh, there's not as much magic around anymore. These are like theme parks, like the olden days of adventuring. You know, everyone, there was magic everywhere. And it was just like straight up D&D world. And now things have gotten urbanized. And uh, it's like going to Epcot Center or something. What I was thinking is that not everyone in the world knows magic, right? There are There are knights and rangers, whatever. Or and also modern day jobs, I guess, because someone's got to be maintaining all of the urban areas. So mages are kind of like not necessarily a religion, but they definitely have a, a culture that has been lost to an extent. So they have the thing with them going on adventures to parks is like a pilgrimage for them. It's like a rite of passage. Yeah. Kind of like like Jewish people going to Israel, you know? Mm-hmm. Now it's like the whole 
the whole world has lost touch with this with the, their roots yeah in adventuring and uh yeah maybe the government like reclaims magical artifacts and like puts them back in these places for adventurers to go find or they're getting them from the places to put them in museums maybe yeah who knows who knows nobody us we need to know um party pals i want to name the the app for the social network i like it party pals no all right we we came up with a few ideas for what the system in place here is it's either a government or maybe it's a a religious organization or maybe it's a historical society around historical artifacts or something what what do we want to make it we got to choose one um so we have system and we have polite uh I like religion, but then that's kind of weird because then non um, non magic users can't go on these adventures if it's a religion based around magic. I guess maybe you can convert, like even if you can't use magic, you can follow the ways of of the old ways, right? Yeah. All right, so that's fine. Yeah. Um. Now, this is one culture we're coming up with. Are we doing like a monocultural world or is this just going to be like a country? Well, I think this is happening everywhere to some extent as things are urbanized. Maybe there's, um, I mean, maybe there's still parts of the world that are in full on adventure mode. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I I would say maybe a lot of modern countries have have this kind of thing but uh, not necessarily in the exact same way, right? Sure, yeah. Okay, so let's focus on, on one uh, country or, or nation state or whatever that has that has this system. But uh, earlier you were talking about who was, um, I don't know, you said something about social order. Uh, we haven't talked about races yet. Are we going to have elves? Are we going to have goblins? Are we going to have... Uh, big centaur men that have to get in special elevators that are big enough for a centaur. Yeah. I think like, uh, there's definitely rules where they, every buildings have to be centaur accessible. Everyone wears a vest, uh, with a QR code on it. Checkout lines are real big, real wide. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Let's talk about what races are, are allowed in this, uh, society because you know like in in dungeons and dragons you can only be like well i mean this is just for players this isn't technically a strict rule of you know you can do whatever you want in dungeons and dragons but like a player can only be a half orc because orcs are are hardcore you know so orcs are not usually going to be in in a city yeah but there might be some more dangerous or just people that are unfit to live in a city because they're giants or something they're too big they don't it doesn't work obviously anything that's about human sized and doesn't have a terrible demeanor can can live in the city um unless there's some racism that stops them or something yeah but do we want to talk about people that can't live in the cities and therefore either live in the forests or like have their own reservations kind of like native american reservations where they've been uh what they've been you know corralled i don't know um maybe not all the races are are city builders so maybe it's just humans that have like done the city thing and lost touch and the other races are still kind of out there in the world and uh 
our technology is helpful and it's allowed us to prosper in in trading and stuff but it's not like i think war is not are there guns <laughs> i i would say maybe mutually assured destruction like they have a nuclear level kind of mutually assured destruction thing going on but it's some combination of magic and technology instead of just nuclear weapons no one's utterly destroying the world because it's mutually just uh yeah there are guns i guess all right, then, then yeah, that means we're going on adventures with like assault rifles. Yeah, that'll be cool. So yeah, if you're a so you can be a magic user or you can be a gun person. Or you can use swords still. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, how does that affect like elves who are usually more prone to archery or or someone who wants to use a sword? Are they still considered useful? Or do you just get a gun boy to come with you and hulk up some with some big ammo? They're probably more stealthy. They're 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 more stealth oriented, right? Because like guns are loud, right? So I guess yeah, they would have a use when you're in the in the thick of it, trying to get through some mag- magic uh, forests and shit. Okay, I think that all of that makes sense so far. Um... Yeah, so there'd have to be some laws about what magic can be cast where. I mean, it's obviously like. It's very difficult to cast magic in the cities just uh, by virtue of the magic drain effect. I think this is difficult from the way I'm thinking about it because I don't want the country to be monoracial, right? I don't want it to just be like all humans in this country and then the elves are in a different country because I think that's unrealistic, right? There's going to be immigration and cross. Yeah, I think there's been a lot, a lot of globalization. I think everyone's, yeah. But because like in, you know, traditional fantasy, races usually have like a very uh, strict stereotype they uh, adhere to. And if we want to, keep any of that it's going to like you know the elves perspective on lawmaking is going to be very different from the human perspective on lawmaking um so i'm not exactly sure how that translates into a government is there going to be like gerrymandered districts where (laughs) where they make sure they have just enough elves in the district to uh to push through their uh their guy i don't know maybe um the civilizations were at some point, you know, mostly elves, mostly orcs, mostly yeah. humans, mostly trolls, mostly goblins. We also never, uh, we never established that this was a democracy. I just kind of assumed it right there, but it, we never said that. I don't know what it is. Probably just different depending on the the place. I'm sure elves, it's a fucking monarchy or whatever, because they're just perfect. Yeah, but we're talking about one country right now. Remember. We decided that we were gonna okay. figure out this one because obviously there's gonna be other similar ones in the world. Yeah, I think uh, I think it should be mainly one race. That makes sense to me. That that well, I think that still makes sense because that's how our world works. But I think there could still be like uh, if you want to be an elf living in the goblin underground, you're gonna have to deal with racism and you're gonna have to deal with. Yeah, if you're a centaur living in the goblin's world, it's going to be hard for you. But, like, I mean, in our world, it's different because, you know, the races aren't really, they don't matter. 
But um, no, y- y- you know what I mean. So like when mm-hmm. people come into a country, nothing except their old culture is stopping and racism, which does exist. But, you know, n- nothing is really stopping them from trying to uh, assimilate into a culture. Whereas. So in our world, like you can have like up to 30 percent of like, you know, I-, I don't know what America's Latino population is now, but it's a lot compared to, you know, they're a minority, but they're still um, enough that they could be influencing governmental decisions for sure. Yeah. And so you can have like a 30% elf population where they're in a country. Yeah. Of, of mostly humans and they could still, they could still have a big effect on it. Yeah. Agreed. So what is the, what do we want to focus on? With this one, um, I like a I like a goblin, a goblin underground that's trying to, that's trying to attract centaurs. I don't know. That seems like so. It's it, that just seems hard to work with as a main. Eh, I guess we we can maybe we can just stick to the one city and do a goblin city. Yeah. If because I feel like a whole goblin like country is out, is out of control, right? Depends on what goblin you're going with. Depends on if you're going with little little green goblins or you're going with like wizard Harry Potter goblins because those goblins are orderly and they love gold. I'm going with whack ass little green goblins that are not very good at organizational skill. Yeah. So what does their city look like? Well, there's probably just like a lot of unsafe construction projects going on all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a place that has poor infrastructure, but they know it's a problem at some level. If we're going with this, we have to say that all of the races are capable of creating a city or or like getting some value out of building a city. Um, I think although goblins are usually bad at making like rational good decisions, because they're kind of dumb like they 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 definitely still group up together they live in in societies well i think the reason they want centaurs to come is to stress test their roadways <laughs> that's good it's like their safety standards weren't good and they they couldn't figure out how to make figure out how to they're just gonna bring as many centaurs in as possible and and try and build force themselves to build around that so that it's at least safe for Goblins. Okay, so here's my idea for the layout of this city. It's a two-tiered city where they have an underground, right? And a, and then they also have an above ground. And, you know, like skyscrapers, well, I don't know how big their buildings get, but, you know, imagine like three floors of a building underground and it just goes straight up. So it's like a basement, but then the underground is also all hollowed out. So you can just go out onto a street on the lowest floor of that, too. Yeah. So it's just kind of like two normal street levels. I don't know. Yeah, maybe the underground part of it is actually it opens up into like a giant chasm above a above a huge lake like when Gandalf goes after the Balrog. Yeah. And so there the underground part is like these hanging uh stalactites and with little rope shitty rope bridges. <laughs> Yeah, my, that was kind of my logic was was that the underground part is their older society, right? And then as they grew technologically, they they kind of grew upward 
Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. They went above ground. Yeah. The above ground is is uh, a lot safer. Well, except for the roads, because the underground is hollowed out. Or, or no, were you saying that, I guess, if there was a cave-in, that would also affect the underground, so I don't know which one is, is safer. Anyway, yeah, they have to bring in the centaurs to, to figure it out. That was where we were going with that. That's where you went with it, and I like it. Yeah. Centaurs are good at archery. They're good at nature magic, and they're large. So I think that this, maybe the goblin city has a big problem with people falling into the lake and they're just, you know, there's always goblins falling in. So (laughs) maybe the, uh, centaurs are kind of like hauling busloads of them back up to the city. (laughs) They've brought in this large centaur workforce. But they have, do they have cars? Because why are, why are they hauling them? <laughs> you know, they don't need like workhorse centaurs. Oh yeah, you're right. Well, the centaurs are driving the buses then. I like that because uh, I like the idea of how a centaur car would work. Yeah, goblins can't drive on the little rickety roadways that the big buses have to come up. So they need someone with a precise eye and centaurs are just, uh, yeah. just fantastic at driving. So the bus is like, it's got obviously like a big stall compartment for the centaur to stand in. (laughs) Yeah. A stable. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know how they, they move like killer whales? (laughs) Like a a girdle, like a fabric girdle. Oh, you mean how they transport them? Yeah. Yeah. Like the girdle in Jurassic Park to lower the cow into the into the T Rex pen. Yeah, I think there's like a fabric girdle that supports the centaur's stomach so it can get some rest. Yeah. And its feet are maybe like actually dangling down, not touching the ground when it's fully girdled up into the air. And actually that's really good because uh as it's driving along the rickety roadways, it's it's not feeling the effects of it's staying stable and it's able to... He's stabilized, yeah. Yeah. So it's like a gyroscopic... <laughs> it's like a gyro... It's a gyro holster and uh, like 360 degrees of motion steering wheel. It's got some kind of crazy... How about... Uh, it's a gyro... It's a gyro machine and they run on it. And so it's like a, you know, like a VR control kind of. They're they're controlling it by running and not yeah. steering it. Like they have a little treadmill that does it. Yeah. There's these little metal pedals that the metal pedals rise up out of the floor to meet their gyro feet. So they're they're bouncing all around, but these little metal things are come up on these actuators and tap. I don't even know why the metal is there. It should just be um it should just be a camera system. But I think the metal is there to make everyone feel safer about it. I don't know that we have a camera system that I would trust for, like, I'm not trying to use an Xbox Connect to steer a car. That sounds bad. Necessity is the mother of invention, and I think we really needed something here. So great minds got together. So what you're saying is centaurs are the best computer programmers in this world because they need to make a lot of technology that will help their four-legged bodies. I think centaurs are just a very technical race. I think um, 
they're good at they happen to be good at driving because they've made these centaur cars these centaur mobiles but i think it's because they are very analytical they you know yeah that comes from their their survival instinct from living in in the forests which is what they would used to do i think they're kind of they're kind of spock like yeah yeah it's so hard to get centaurs together to speak that they really have to know what they're going to say before they get together and because there's so much there's so much uh jockey <laughs> involved <laughs> to get three centaurs to s- speak together was that just a setup for for jockey <laughs> no i mean but it worked it was good it is true like you need it, it's like how can five centaurs get together it's like there's just gonna be this big horse body that's <laughs> causing trouble it's big it's a logistical thing and i think that's a pretty good reason why they became the best programmers and the best hackers yeah they probably have bluetooth headsets a lot of them oh they definitely do whatever this world's equivalent of that is i think they have they have backup cams too <laughs> <laughs> God, I love this cyber centaur shit we're coming up with. They got a heads up <laughs> display, right? They got some Google Glass working. Oh man. Yeah. This is sweet. <laughs> um uh, so the goblin part of the bus. Uh, um I don't know. What are what are go- they're just all bob- bobbling around in the back, huh? Yeah. So why are they falling into the lake just cuz they're dumb? Yeah, cuz they're messing around on the they're messing around. They're getting angry at each other and pushing each other. Yeah, I think the centaurs are maybe like a, you know, like a consulting firm, like a, a private. <laughs> no, like so the mayor, the goblin mayor or whoever is running this goblin city has decided that it's way too goblin-y because they're dumb and bad at designing yeah. stuff. So he had to call in the experts. Yeah. Yeah, the centaur organization has come in to to fix up shit. God, the Centaur homeworld is going to be so awesome. Yeah. It's so advanced. Uh, We could talk about that, or we could do What in the World, if you want. Yeah, let's do What in the World. I'm ready. Okay, we have a segment called What in the World. What in the world? What in the world? What in the world can that be? What in the wide world of fuck? What is that? What is this? What is this? What in the world? In the whole world. All right. What what in the world is is we take a random we cho- randomly choose an aspect of the world from a few categories and then we describe that thing. So it can be a plant or an animal or an aspect of the culture in the world. Um, it can be anything. We're just going to randomly choose it like we did at the start of the episode and then come up with what the thing is that we get. So we've got an aspect of culture and it is taboos so we're gonna come up with a cultural taboo do do taboo no no doo-doo in the streets there done <laughs> done good segment got it in one. Oh well i mean it does work with the centaur thing yeah horses are not known for uh yeah you want to handle that we'll handle how centaurs are how they feel about their their private part situation. You want to do centaur taboos? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So 
yeah are they are they wearing pants <laughs> what what are they doing i think they're yeah they have a pant or some kind of a strap a modesty strap a modesty saddle yeah jock strap <laughs> jockey strap yeah um yeah maybe they've maybe they've pleated their tail hair and used it to wrap around their privates because you can't just be running around nude in a modern modern day civilization i mean i'm assuming they've got horse sized dicks i don't know that the tail hair is going to be covering up that up okay i don't know if that's enough they got extension they got horse hair extension (laughs) also uh how do they poop? Yeah. Oh, no. What I was going to say is that centaurs probably don't like to be confined because they're so nature-oriented. So I would assume they don't like clothing, but they do wear it. So what is the taboo here? Is the taboo is nudity a taboo? Or what? we got we to gotta figure out what the actual thing we're doing for what in the world is. And it can't just be nudity because that's just our world. <laughs> um... Hmm. 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 Okay, so they're very technologically advanced. Yeah. So they they've probably developed a toilet system that works for a centaur situation. Mm-hmm. But But I think it has to be portable because I don't think they can control. Yeah, I don't know what their control is like. And also, uh, all the bathrooms have to be like quickly accessible. You know, you have to be able to like r- run through like a drive-through and take a take a shit. Maybe, maybe that's th- what they have. But I don't know. I still don't know what the taboo is. Yeah, or they could just have a sack, yeah, portable sack. Well, I think maybe the taboo is, uh, you know, times they are changing and uh, centaurs on the go. You know, you're rushing to work. You got a full bag back there and you're just like, you know what? I'm going to take care of this myself. But that's a big no-no from from Victorian times of Centaur. You have to have an attendant attend to your... No. Attend to your back, back sack. Oh, that's crazy. It's gross. Well, no, you, you just like you have to... You don't You don't deal with your own turds there's a lower caste of society that deals with unsacking and setting up a new back sack oh but you know what you're right anyway because a centaur can't reach back there so someone else has to do it that's what i'm saying or there has to be a machine and if you were to touch your own sack you'd be you'd be unclean so i think that like some uh shameless Young business centaurs have been using an extendable grabber arm. Yes. <laughs> to dispose of their own horse sacks, poop bags. So, yeah, I think what it is maybe is you just, dis- you, you have an on the go sack, right? But you always dispose in private. So, like, the, the lower people are like, like a bathroom attendant. And now, yeah. you go into the bathroom, you give them your diaper. He gives you he gives you a mint and a new and a new diaper, right? And that's the, <laughs> the situation. Yeah. So I think what some centaurs are doing is they're like drape they're draping a modesty cloth back there. They're getting out a a telescoping <laughs> metal grabbing arm, 
and they're setting themselves up with a new one and it's some of the older centaurs are it's quite shocking to yeah. see this behavior on the streets and in the giant elevators i like this this works <laughs> we've taken a very original take on the taboo of public <laughs> defecation <laughs> It's so dumb, <laughs> but it, I, I like it, actually. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm drawing a lot on an old SNL Chris Parnell skit where he... Oh, is it? ...for a job as a centaur, and he speaks... Oh, man. He not- speaks of the abvision, which is the the centaur butt-wiping device. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I gotta, I gotta look this up. <laughs> yeah, and everyone should just look it up, because it's one of the best. Yeah. That everyone should watch Parnell. Everyone should watch old Saturday Night Live and not new ones. And everyone should uh go watch Hot Rod because that's a good movie. Yeah, Hot Rod's a great movie. Also, there's a centaur scene from Step Brothers, which is yeah, there is also nice. You go watch Step Brothers. Okay, I think I think we got what in the world. Yep. Cool. Great job, us. Uh, so back to everything else about the world. Um, let's get back to the adventuring aspect, because we kind of threw that away really fast. Yeah. Like, I mean, we just got really involved in the in the structure of the society. I, I, I want to talk about the app. Yeah, talk. I want to know what this app's options are. Is there an option to send out a, a request? It's a virtual tavern where you're, yeah, it's a virtual, <laughs> right? I mean, because taverns are where adventurers meet Yeah. to propose a party. Yes, yes, I agree. But it's still called Party Pals or is it called like tavern with, with, that, with the E at the end missing, like, like a right. Tinder or a... <laughs> T-A-V-E-R-N. No, that's how you spell, that's how you spell it, isn't it? T-A-V-E-R-N? Yep. I'm saying without the E. Oh, I'm, yeah. It's spelled <laughs> it's, T- it's missing the E. T-A-V-R-N. T-A-V-R-N. Right. So, yeah, what are, what are the options? Do you just see local adventurers in your area? <laughs> Meet up with local adventurers in your area. Well, yeah, I think that most people are making parties. They're making parties on the E-Tavern, but recently, you know, where they're trying to get more in-person they're trying to incentivize in-person meetups so that's why they they rolled out the qr code vests and and uh, and yeah you get more coins if you match up with somebody if you tag somebody rl and then you match with them you get a coin modifier okay so why are they trying to incentivize that though uh just more fun but i mean you have to meet up with them eventually don't you it's i think it's because there's been a lot of adventures that are that are gaming the system and they're they're not making personal connections while adventuring maybe there's catfishing maybe there's adventurer catfishing happening and uh Uh and you think uh you know you think a bard's gonna show up you think you're gonna have this nice utility mage and then you end up with with a cleric, and your party already has a cleric. It's a level one. Come on. It's a level one cleric named Tandori. Your picture shows you with a sick electric guitar shooting lightning out of it. 
and and you're just a little bitch. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't talk about how bards in this world have access to all sorts of modern instruments. There could be like a theremin bard. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm a DDR bard. <laughs> D DDR bard. Yeah. D and DR. Just he carries around a portable. <laughs> D and DR carries around portable dance dance revolution pad and he's gotta he's gotta stomp out those notes we're back to last episode i fucked up i'm sorry <laughs> you gotta dance the magic out <laughs> yeah i like yeah because what is a modern what is a modern uh paladin or a modern barbarian do they use i mean they're using guns probably yeah, I mean, a barbarian is... The paladin might stay with the traditional weapons. Barbarians probably got gun. Actually, some of them might stay with traditional because it's more, like, crazy to hack shit up with a giant axe than it is to shoot stuff. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, also, maybe the makers of the app have... Uh, basically, it's just piercing damage got nerfed. <laughs> <laughs> Huge pi piercing damage got nerfed. You're fighting against, like... Uh, gelatinous cubes mostly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rampant gelatinous cube infestation of inv invasive gelatinous cubes. The newest patch, it's like, dude, this was such a cool quest line. And then, like, we were about to get into the wizard's chamber where he was, like, turning into a dragon. And then. He's, when then we're just fighting a gelatinous cube, it's like it's such bullshit. Like they obviously shoehorned that in. I hate tavern. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking remember when the level cap was three? I'm so confused. Are they? They're at, they're meeting up in real life, right? All of their achievements in this app go through real adventuring, right? Yeah, yeah. There's an in-app component, though. I I think you have to decide whether it's all like a uh, theme park bullshit like it's all crafted by the makers of this app or if they're real adventures or if it's real adventures out in the wilderness i like real adventures because that if it's crafted by the adventure well we could go this way if it's made by the app people then it's westworld right i just can't not be cynical about about a real technology world like if there's an app then there is then there's bullshit yeah, yeah, no, they're making money from the people somehow. Yeah, maybe the only lower the only the lower levels are bullshit, or maybe I don't know. Maybe like you find magical artifacts and you can turn them in for in-app coins <laughs> instead of just keeping them yourself. Yeah, that works because the whole social order has kind of evolved around this app. So you want to have your app coins. You don't care about the actual magic artifacts as much as you care about being popular and having the new. Yeah. The new iPad. Yeah, well, there's an AR component, so you can have like a, you can get cat ears in AR <laughs> if you pay coins. Yeah, like AR um, weapon drips. You get like a an icy drip on your AK-47. God, I, I, the only thing I miss about Diablo 3 is how much drip the weapons had. I had great drips. There were a lot of really good drips on those weapons. <laughs> Everyone, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the, the particle effect on a video game weapon that makes it look like it's on fire or something, 
But in Diablo 3, a lot of them are actually just dripping disgusting liquids, and I don't know why. Yeah, particle effects on a weapon, technical industry term is drip. So just a little piece of advice for all you wannabes out there. You better say drip in the job interview. Yeah. If you go to interview at Blizzard, the makers of the Diablo franchise, and you don't use the word drip at least once, you're not getting the job. You're going to be laughed out of the room. I met up with Kolgari, the battle mage. Mm -hmm. And he said that my bow wasn't strong enough. <laughs> so I, I think, yeah, I think, um, you know, in the same way that most of our social networks utilize their their user base to make money. Yeah, that that's what they're doing is they're using, I think maybe, yeah, they're getting the artifacts turned in. Yeah, I think there's just a lot of like... That's where their profit comes from. There's a lot of toxicity on the app, and so that's why they've had... Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's there's a lot of politeness on the app. That's how, where we started. Well, I think that that's what, like, recently they're, make, they're trying to do all... They're taking all these measures to make the adventuring thing more polite. Okay. Like, they're, it's, they're forcing it because it's not, it's not natural. It's not natural for people to be polite <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. You know, people were scumbagging with just like four thief parties. So that's why, again, it's another reason why they had to start u- utilizing more gelatinous cubes. The treasure is inside the cube. <laughs> Everyone knows that. I, I liked it when they weren't designing the adventures, though. I liked it because they're getting the magical artifacts. That's the, If that's the profit, okay. they have to just be out there, right? Sure. Wouldn't we have mined all the... I guess adventurers go in and die, and then yeah, now they're then the gelatinous cubes take their. Regardless of who's designing it, there's plenty of there's plenty of gelatinous cubes, and I think that that's not even because they're designing it. It's it's just a reaction to the fact that people were bringing guns. Yeah, it's, everything else is yeah. Survival of the fittest. Everything else died except except cubes. Cubes are the ultimate fucking test. <laughs> Cubes are like the strongest thing. We we said that you know these are like national parks, so they're kind of where nature has. Uh, we've maintained nature, but maybe that's because those are even they, they were already the strongest magical areas on Earth. Yep. Or you know on that planet, so people couldn't use technology to clear that land, like right. because they would just get fucked up by cubes. Right. And so that's why those are still wild. Yeah, that's very good. I like it a lot. So they are getting people to help them clear out, get get powerful artifacts from these parks and also clear out the destructive monsters that would stop them from from plowing them. So you, you get to go and play in a nice park. You get to go have a nice park adventure, but you don't know that you're really secretly uh, helping to destroy the parks eventually. Yeah, that's true. I guess you're... You're dispersing the magic, the concentration of magic with each cube you destroy. Yeah, I mean, there could be some great, great magic hidden in the center of the park that we don't that we don't know about yet. But we can talk about if 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 you vote for this episode and and we'll continue making this world (laughs) (laughs) extra content unavailable at this time. That's our episode. (laughs) 
I like everything we just said. And you want to go back to Goblin City or... Yeah. We haven't talked about adventurers actually meeting up and like going out and then like what they do, I guess. I know. I don't know enough about, I want to do like funny social network stuff, but I don't really know that much. Like, I guess I just want to make like, like jokes. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You give a thumbs up to their, uh, to their new armor, to the new plate mail. Oh, maybe getting likes gives you buffs. So it's like. Not only are you are you playing it, this game, but you're giving them these magical artifacts. They've built up some powerful. They've got some house wizards who are casting good spells through the internet, and they have a limited amount of power to imbue. So they've like gamified this this thing. Yeah which in their world didn't used to be a game, but now they've said like, oh, the more popular you are, you're going to get buffs. So now there's like celebrity adventurers because, yeah, you know, and there's an adventurer who just like takes his cat and the cat, the cat is like extremely powerful because everyone puts a GoPro on the cat. <laughs> yeah. Cause the cat has gotten so many likes for its Instagram posts. So, yeah, I think the way it works is you have your app rank, right? How many likes or followers or whatever you have. And when you go to the park, mm -hmm. there's a little kiosk and you present your phone and they say, oh, you've got, you know, 25,000 likes. And then they give you the appropriate gear or spell buff, you know? Yeah, they do buff you through the Internet. The wizards are not on hand, unfortunately. I like that there's just a shitty <laughs> there's just a shitty attendant <laughs> that that stands at the window and they take your thing and uh, they they do nothing and then they just <laughs> the wizard sends your it through the internet a powerful wizard who's like on a beach somewhere retired <laughs> yeah I mean if you do you become incredibly good at magic yeah I mean if you're incredibly good at magic and you're in a world where uh, communication global communication as possible you're definitely going to be uh you know telecommuting <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's astral you're astral projecting all over the place <laughs> uh now i just want a sitcom about about this <laughs> about this wizard he he astral projects and then he's in his underwear and there's like a big glowing underwear man and everyone's like uh yeah you, you showed up in your underwear again and he's, he covers himself up and he's embarrassed and then he, you know, dissipates. <laughs> he's not very good at his job, but he's he's a very powerful wizard, but he's just not taking it seriously enough. Wizards are fickle. Wizards are unpredictable. Wizards arrive precisely when they mean to. Okay, uh, I think we can put a... We could put a name on this, stamp a name on it. Stamp it. Yeah. So we have a name for the app. It's Tavern. And uh, I guess we need a name for the whole world or the Goblin City or the country. I don't know what we're naming. I, we, we have to name the whole world because that's the thing. Um, I think the Goblin City is underdank. I am absolutely okay with that. Got it in one. And uh, Unterdank. I don't know. <laughs> They're German goblins. Um, uh, what's the name of the Centaur bus? Oh, the uh, the Gallop, the Gallop 
how about how about like the slang term for it is a trotty like a trolley but they're trotting yeah, in it it's a trotty that's good enough the model is called uh, a gyro piece gyro piece <laughs> nine yeah all right the world is middle earth far far dan far dan <laughs> far dansby the world for for Dansby with a bi at the end or i was thinking far space Dansby with a y at the end oh i like that actually yeah <laughs> like like it's like middle earth but far dan <laughs> yeah. um we'll explore Dansby yeah Dansby guys we'll get to Dansby in another episode but i think uh we'll we'll go with uh the city of unter unterdank on the world of Far Dansby, uh, where they use the app Tavern. I think that's the episode. That's it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have a Twitter account at some point that you can tweet us at. <laughs> I'll add that in. And, um, yeah, tell us if you like the show. Give us some, you know, give us some criticisms, some constructive critiques if you want. Uh, and... Stay tuned for more of In Other Worlds. Peep, peep the creeps. Peep the creeps and good night's sleep. Good night, everybody. Good night, Moon. <laughs> good night, Far Dansby. <laughs> World. World. World.